lives Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no cotton down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Jets Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories about overhead bins, fire extinguishers, oxygen masks, buses, parties, balls, nuts, and wipers. Let's get on with the show. When a moon is hanging out a window. We had this flight attendant, um, she's still working, very nice girl. She had malaria and she lost her left hand. So she was approved to work with the prosthesis. Yeah, right? That's amazing that she's able to work with yeah. when she lost a yes. hand. Anyway, so she has one hand that holds the little tray like, like so. So she Does has stayed that way. I yeah, think? yeah, yeah. Somehow it just balances in a, in a way that she's able to do that. So I guess she has different ones for different things. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so she once in a while she needs to send it in to be repaired, repainted, and you know, you know taken right. care of. And <laughs> she uh, she was it didn't come back on time for her flight. So she called scheduling and told them that she couldn't go because she explained the situation. Now the the Schedule is totally blank and all of a sudden said, okay, let me understand this. You send your hand to be repaired and it hasn't come back to you. Soul is proud of his behind. You now receive way too much info. I was flying with this flight attendant and you know she's kind of getting up there in years, but you know very spry and fit and pretty. And uh, she was telling a story how she said she was getting her hair dyed, um, you know, to cover the gray. She's a brunette. And, you know, she had a couple, I don't know if you'd call them age spots, sunspots, but, you know, you'll see people with some brown spots on their cheeks or, you know, somewhere on their face. Um, And she said she was getting her hair dyed, brunette, and (laughs) the hairdresser kept rubbing on, on her cheek. And she finally said, what are you doing? And she goes, the young hairdresser says, I think I got some hair dye on, on, on your face. And she had to say, um, no, that's, that's my skin. Well, the laugh track in the last episode was a big wah, wah, wah. <laughs> epic fail. Uh, you know, you're not really living if you're not failing is one saying. And I got a email from a listener named Steve. And he was talking about how in a few episodes ago, I was talking about how this youngish guy was putting his bags in the overhead bin. And when he lifted his arms, he lifted his shirt, and his pants were very low, which is sort of a fashion for a certain age group. And um, his crack and 
Harry behind was uh, like right there in front of me, <laughs> like way too much Harry bottom. And uh, he sent me this YouTube video that it's from a comedian named Sean Morley, M-O-R-E-Y, Sean Morey. And uh, it's on YouTube. I thought it was very funny. And this listener named Steve said, um, this tune will run through your head anytime you get mooned in the future. I thought it was cute. So that's going to be the music for this episode. No laugh track. And the image is burned into your mind. There's nothing grosser than a man with a hairy ass. Man with a hairy ass. Yeah. Okay, so my husband had, you know, we have we have a big vehicle, so he always had in the back a um, he has a Yukon uh, fire extinguisher. And many times, every time I went back there to do something, that that fire extinguisher will have the pin off. I said, you know, one day. This thing is gonna go off, right. so I will put the pin back, and I will put it in a little corner, like to be so, safe. Right, exactly. So we go to the airport. Anyway, so we're on the way to the airport to drop me off, and we are about two miles from the airport, or two minutes from the airport. I'm in my uniform, going to work, commuter flight. Anyway, the when you arrive at the airport, there's always people who don't know what lane to take. Yeah, where to go. Yeah, yeah right. So he. Um, he has no patience. He's Cuban. Now that's what I was. He's Cuban. So he goes, he turns right and left. And of course, this jerking motion <laughs> dropped my suitcase on top of the extinguisher. So poof, oh you know, gosh. all of a sudden this white cloud. We can't see. Car. We can't see. So he opens the windows immediately. So we look like we're on fire because it looked like smoke coming out of the window. So he stops on the side of the road. And the first thing I go is like, my hair was <laughs> stinky, stinky. Oh. No, I have no mirror to see. I mean, at that time, all I'm touching my hair. And then I looked down and I saw my uniform. I went, oh, I can't go to work. <laughs> was it all white or? It was all white. So he starts slapping me to, to dust it off. Like and on the just, side of the road? Uh, uh, no, he In gets off. We get off the car because we okay. can't breathe inside the car. So we're off the car and he's looking at me and saying, oh, you're fine, you're fine. Because I said, I can't go to work, I'm crying. And, and then he's slapping at my, my uniform, trying to get the dust off. And of course, as he touches me, white stripes are oh my, coming that, across. Yes, yeah, yeah. the powder is just making it worse. And could you breathe? Uh, well, now that we're outside the car, okay. we can. And, and he looked in the back of the car and he said that my suitcase, when he was saying, no, you're fine, you're fine, it looked like snow were on top of my garment bag, my suitcase, my DD bag, everything was just white. So I picked up the phone and I called schedule and I said, look, I had the situation that just happened and, and I explained and they're going, okay, all right. I'm probably surprised saying, yeah, we never heard that one before. This is a new one. And, and I, she said, I, you want an MTO? I said, no, I'm calling in sick because we can't breathe. I got to go home and yeah. use an inhaler because we, you know, it was in our eyes and our noses. We just were coughing. I wonder if they thought you were lying. They're like, well, they really came up with a doozy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they probably didn't believe me, but that it was all true. My father always said, uh, reality is much more complicated than fiction. It's and it true. is. And it's true. took a quick trip to St. Kitts and Nevis. And you know, one of the things that I like about um, the Caribbean is you can really get around 
pretty much without a car. Um, you know, I, I do rent a car sometimes, but I do hate driving on the left. I'm so afraid I'm going <laughs> to cause an accident by, you know, the muscle memory of you just turning and going on the right. So uh, I was taking buses on Nevis. And one of the things that I liked is that these buses are really just vans and they, they're owned by uh, who's ever driving them, the bus driver, and who knows who started it, but I've seen it quite a few places in the Caribbean where they will paint, kind of like spray paint, or sometimes they'll have it professionally done, uh, a name on the van or the bus. And <laughs> in Nevis, it was like, Holland, Big Dog, you know, D-A-W-G, Roughneck, Jabba's, uh, Royal Empress, Captain Big App, <laughs> Dream Chaser, Vigilante, and the one I liked the best was uh, Cheddar Boy. <laughs> I mean, these buses are great. You know, it costs like a dollar. You can get the whole way around the island. Uh, it's very convenient. And who doesn't want to be on a bus called uh, Cheddar Boy? I was talking to this guy, flight attendant. He was saying there's another guy who... Um, used to work for Eastern Airlines, who has created in his basement a mock Eastern airplane. He managed to buy, like when they were selling things off, when they were, um, you know, when the airline um, fizzled, they, they were selling things. So he has a beverage cart. He has seats. He... <laughs> <laughs> like painted windows on the walls and you go to these parties he has where he greets you with the menu. <laughs> you 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 eat off of Eastern China and Eastern glasses and um it's like a whole Eastern airline party fest in his basement. And I actually think that sounds really fun. I'd kinda like to go to an Eastern airline party in the basement. Every chair is nice and cushy. When you have a bushy, tushy, you can make it look more dapper if you buy a good weed whacker. So this pilot had flown to Amsterdam for the first time, and he was using a video camera to tape the commercials that are almost pornographic. Oh, in Amsterdam, okay. Yeah. He's, and he's taping the television. So he's showing his, his oh, friends on the crew bus going back to the airport, the other pilots, the commercials that happened late at night. What he didn't realize was his reflection was in the glass of the television. Oh my God. And um, yeah, he was pleasuring himself so while he, he was watching. He, the... It really was pornography. <laughs> you say, look, it's almost pornography. It's almost pornography. But, but it really is. A new first officer got to his hotel room in one of the international destinations. The pilots had told him about how to rig the back of the box Great. to get to get the dirty porn, get dirty movies. Well, he forgot to close his door completely. And in his rush to get everything started, he left his suitcase he in the hallway. His door completely? Well, it was it was shut but not really shut all. It was like um, almost shut. And his suitcase is outside. His suitcase is in no, in the hallway in coming hallway. into the room. Okay. Well, he grabbed the shampoo instead of the hand lotion. And the maid pushed the door open to say, my housekeeping, and he jumped up, and then he was foaming in his groin, and he jumped up so fast he tripped over his suitcase. And she shut the door screaming because there was a naked man with oh, foam wait. on his groin coming after her. 
And she shut the door and ran down the hall, and a few minutes later, security called the room to make sure everything was okay. Help a girl's libido when you wear a tiny speedo. This is a really, really cute story that came from uh, Fly the Friendliest Guys, Australia, uh, from a listener named Beth. So, the writer says, I suffer from panic attacks, and they can come on extremely suddenly and cause my muscles to seize up. My sister and I were flying from Sydney to Queensland, and upon landing, I had an attack. And it wasn't until the rest of the passengers were off the plane that the stewardesses and steward noticed my sister and I. And the first flight attendant said to my sister, hey, is she all right? And my sister said, oh, she's having a panic attack. And another flight attendant said, oh, oh, is she scared of flying? And my sister said, no, uh, she just gets attacks really suddenly. Uh, She's not breathing well, and and she can't move. So the other flight attendant said, well, I'll go see if I can lower the oxygen mask. Which is strange, you don't lower the oxygen mask. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. And the other flight attendant said, it's okay, honey, I'll go get the medical staff. Because, you know, they're on the ground, you can get the paramedics. So at this point, the male flight attendant sat down next to me, and he said, So, I'm Robbie. What's your name? And I couldn't say anything. I just gasped. And my sister told him my name. Uh, And the male flight attendant said, And here I thought your name was Gaspy. (laughs) How are you holding up, Gaspy? (laughs) I laughed, which hurts, and he wraps his arms around my shoulder and straightens me up from my fetal position, which also hurts. And then the male flight attendant said, I know curling up in a a ball feels good right now, but it's not helping your breathing get any better. Keep straight for me, Gatsby. (laughs) And I said, it hurts. And he said, I know, I know. Try and slow down your breathing though. Come on, Gatsby. Let's become yourself again. And the other flight attendant said, I can't lower the mask for one person, apparently, but I radioed to the airport and they're bringing a tank for her. And uh, the sister said, seriously, it's just a panic attack. We both have them all the time. A glass of warm milk and we're fine. And the male flight attendant said, warm milk, eh? Lame. Here we do things in style. Oxygen tanks are on the way. Plan to get spoiled, Gatsby. (laughs) And I said, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And the other flight attendant said, don't worry, we're having fun. (laughs) So here comes the other flight attendant and the paramedics with a wheelchair and the oxygen tank. And the male flight attendant said, up we go then. (laughs) He got to his feet, somehow managed to get me into his arms, into the narrow gap between the seats. He carried me to the chair and sat me down. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. And the medic said, stop apologizing. This is the best part. He put the oxygen mask on me and strapped me to the chair. And I said, I don't think I need that. And the medic said, it helps. Trust me. And I said, okay. So the medic said, out we go. And they wheeled me off the plane through the hall to the airport. And we started hearing shouting from the terminal. And it turns out I'd held up the next flight by 45 minutes. And the male flight attendant said, ready for the best part? We turned the corner and all the angry passengers took one look at me and shut up and looked away guiltily. The medic and the steward and the stewardess all laughed. And the medic said, see how the straps help? And the male male flight attendant said, see ya, Gatsby. And I said, thank you. And I'm sorry. And the medic continued to wheel me through the airport and started to get 
irritated by the fact that no one was moving out of his way. And the medic said, seriously, they're strapped into a wheelchair, breathing through an oxygen tank. These people need to move. Can I use you to ram into people? And I said, ram away. (laughs) He proceeded to barge into people who didn't clear room for us, apologizing with a grin after every hit. We finally got to the medical center and they took my heart rate and blood pressure, which were pretty high. So they kept me there to monitor me until they finally came back down. Finally, I was allowed to leave. And the medic said to me as I was leaving, here's a lollipop and thanks for being my bulldozer. It was the best airport staff ever. I'd like to thank anyone who was so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon. And you know, they have everything. Uh, you went to my website, BettyInTheSky.com. You click through. It doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show. I thank you so very much. I enjoy seeing what people buy every month. Uh, I don't see names, just what they bought. And uh, this past month, somebody bought Finding Winnie, the true story of the world's most famous bear, Flags of the World, 96 stickers, (laughs) and some MCT oil. I like that myself. And I also like to thank Jocelyn for the PayPal donation. That was very nice of you, Jocelyn. Uh, If you don't see the links to the Amazon links... (laughs) You might have your ad blocker on. Thanks again. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, please consider going to my website, bettingthesky.com. And I thank you so very much. A hairy ass. Everybody, a hairy ass. We pushed back from the gate and we realized that a passenger had gotten on the wrong airplane. So we stopped about... 200 yards from the gate the captain called the tower and they had a somebody drive to the back of the airplane MD-88 dropped the stairs and um, the captain wanted to make sure that the person got off okay and we walked this person to the back and they went down the stairs and got into a van and was driven back to the terminal as we were walking back up the aisle the captain leaned to me and said let me know if we have any more complaints about the food All of our passengers heard him. <laughs> so, uh, my dad was a motorcycle policeman okay. on Miami Beach. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, he pulled this lady over in a Jaguar driving too fast through the neighborhood. And he got off the motorcycle and he walked up to the car and she rolled the window down. And trying to be jovial, she said, Are you here to sell me tickets to the policeman's ball? <laughs> And his response was, ma'am, the Miami Beach police have no balls. <laughs> then he thought about what he said, and he got on his motorcycle, and he left her on the side of the road. Because <laughs> he didn't have the heart to go back to the car. <laughs> but she didn't get a ticket, right? She got no when ticket. When a girl is lying in a dark room, her brand new lover's naked in her bed. She runs her fingers down his body. Uh, this guy sent me a cute video. Uh, he has a gay web series about flight attendants called Flying High with Charlie. You can Google it or you can find it at OutliciousTV.com. And here he is. Hello. 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 Welcome aboard Royal Skies Airlines. Where safety is our top priority. Safety of the crew. So pay attention to this presentation. To fasten your seatbelt, just insert the tip. You know, like last night. Pull on that strap, nice and tight. Just like last night. If you don't know how, well, 
There's no helping you. Keep all the aisles clear. That means your legs and your feet. And arms and everything inside. Our carts were designed by Tanya Harding. Someone I don't even know. Smoking is prohibited on all Royal Skies flights. Well, it depends on what you're smoking. If you do, just know all the other passengers will take videos of you as you're being escorted off the flight. If you got something good, meet me in the back. Flight attendants will provide your name for proper social media tagging. There are eight ways to leave this aircraft. Four doors, two in the front and two in the back. Four over the wings. In an emergency, please leave your bags behind. Especially if you have a new iPhone, a Balenciaga bag that's not quite out yet. I've been looking for a Macy Gray CD recently. The crew will go through each and every one and make sure your personal belongings are taken care of. If the cabin loses pressure, an oxygen mask will come out from the ceiling. Make sure to secure the oxygen mask on one of your four children. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, kids. Your seat cushion doesn't float. Unless it's mine, what's on focus? We've attached a life vest underneath it with a whistle and a flashlight to attract attention of sharks. Your life vest? doesn't float. As we come through the aisles, please don't touch, poke, rub, or message us on Tinder or Grinder. Unless, you know, you're pretty hot. We're not on the clock until the plane starts flying. Thank you for flying Royal Skies Airlines, where we treat you like royalty. During the French Revolution. We were boarding the flight, and this gentleman, um, waved me over. So I went over and he said, uh, I'm not comfortable um, with these bags in this over my head. And I said, Oh, why not? And he said, Well, I'm afraid they'll fall out and hit me in the head. And I, I said, um, Well, here, we'll, you know, I'll just shut the lid. I shut it and he goes, Oh, it shuts. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Like, he honestly thought, you know, uh, they just stayed open, like, on a bus um, or, I guess, maybe sometimes on a train. Um, but I, what was surprising to me is, obviously, he probably hasn't flown before. He was around 65. He wasn't super old or anything. And uh, he hasn't flown before, and he's going to Europe. But, you know, you would think that, you know, maybe he'd... You would, even if you haven't been on a plane, you've seen them in movies and TV and the overhead bins always close. Anyway, it was just so weird. He was honestly surprised that the bin closed. Her hands are tangled up in his scary hairy His scary hairy We've asked you to send us a phrase or a bit of slang from your line of work that nobody on the outside would understand. And I was especially intrigued by what listener Marty Benson-Smith sent us. She's a former flight attendant with America West Airlines, and her phrase is this, salads over St. Louis. She explains it refers to a particular flight attendant, a newbie, who was very sweet and very slow. Coming from a corporate world, she didn't have a lot of experience rehydrating clients up in the air. Rehydrating? Is that what you call it? Giving them a drink? Yeah, I think so. It's, you know, rather than slogging drinks, I like rehydration technicians. So, I see. Okay. Um, anyway, because she lagged a little bit in experience, her first class service kind of lagged as well. 
And when leaving Phoenix, she probably should have been on the dessert service by the time we were over St. Louis uh, heading to Washington, D.C., but somebody discovered that she was still serving salads, which is, you know, one of the first courses. And it was like, oh, boy, you know, she's going to be serving during landing. And it kind of became a euphemism for uh, your slower flight attendants. And it was just a polite way of saying, boy, is that person slow? (laughs) Did the flight attendant know that you had this phrase that arose from her being kind of slow and in delivering food? I only worked with her uh, one time. She, I think she misbid and wound up working back in, um, as we politely, impolitely called it, steerage sometimes in the back of the airplane. Thanks. Thanks so and... much. And <laughs> Good to know. Because <laughs> that's me back there. That's me you're talking to. I know. That was all of us, actually. But I never directly talked to her about being called that. You know, I wonder if any other flight attendants anywhere else would know what you're talking about or maybe they have their own term if their route is different maybe it's you know salads over saskatoon or i don't know (laughs) drinks over duluth i don't know but may they may have no idea really this is really specific to your your airline and your route back then i guess right 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 but i would almost guess there'd be similar situations in other airlines so how would you use it if you're with your your flight attendant friends now how how would you use it how would it come up i think if you were at a restaurant and the and the service was very slow or if you were on another airline and boy their service is kind of slow um you might say oh they have a salads over st louis as well so <laughs> This was a cute story that a flight attendant was telling me. She said that um, she's a big animal lover and her beloved pet cat died and uh, her and her husband did this nice little um, ceremony and they buried it in the backyard and then she went off, you know, on her three-day international trip. Well, the next day, the husband goes out to the yard and he's like, man, stinks out here. Ugh. And he's like, oh, gosh, could it be the cat? You know, it wasn't a big cat. They put it in a box. They buried it. But later on, he went back out the yard again. And he was like, oh, oh, stinks out here. Ugh. But he knew how much, you know, his wife, the flight attendant, loved the cat. But, you know, he, you know, it just stunk so bad. So he, he dug up the cat and he took the cat to the dump and dumped the cat. And then, you know repacked the dirt and everything because this way the flight attendant wife never needs to know that you know the cat was smelling and he had to take the cat and he took the cat the cat to the dump well the next day this is like the day that um she's supposed to be coming home he's out in the backyard and he's like crap it still stinks my gosh what is that smell it must not have been the cat the cat the poor cat that i took to the dump so he's looking around there's nothing around he couldn't figure out i mean it just smells really bad so finally he goes over to the fence and he gets up and he peers over the fence and his neighbor there was a dead possum in the pool like the possum had gotten in the pool and then you know you can't get out um it's too slippery and he said there were like maggots and that's where the smell was coming from so he went and knocked on you know the neighbor's door and he was like you got a dead possum in your pool and the neighbor was like well I'll get to it and he's like no I need to get to it now I'll do it I'll take care of it I'll get the possum I'll I'll scoop him up I'll put him in a trash bag I'll take care of it because he wanted to take care of it (laughs) 
So the wife, when she came home, wouldn't think it was the cat, try to dig it up, and then the cat's not there, and then you'd have to explain, then he'd dig the cat to the dump. <laughs> so the poor cat got blamed when it was the possum in the pool. When a moon is hanging out a window. Wait, what happened? What happened? <laughs> A lady asked me if I had extra nuts, and I covered my wings uh, and my name, and I walked by, and I said, just the two, and I kept walking. <laughs> okay, 737. We're on the 737, and we had an extra pilot in the cockpit, which is a fold-down seat. And we had a lady come in the airplane in a beautiful yellow sweater with really, really big breasts. Okay. And she said at 1B. And so after takeoff, we're still climbing, the pilot got out of the jump seat and turned around to look through the peephole. And as he was leaning over the seat, the door popped open and he fell over the seat into the aisle. And I was in the galley and the other person that I was working with, we both stopped and we looked at this guy and he jumped back over the seat and slammed the door. And the pilots wouldn't come out or take anything to drink for the next two hours. I started laughing, the lady started laughing because we all knew what was going on. Because he was trying to look at the... Like trying to look at her, he heard from the first two guys that there's a beautiful woman at one B. Yellow, her yellow, her yellow sweater. So proud of his behind. You now receive way too much info. So I was at a gas station recently, and I pumped my gas, got back in my car, and my car is newish. I mean, it's like three years old. Um, and I couldn't get it to start or get the key out. Nothing darn thing was just dead. And thank goodness it was during the day. I'm at a gas station. Uh, it's hot where I live already. So um, I got out of my car because I thought, well, I'll go in the gas station. I'm gonna have to call AAA. And I get out of the car and the strap on my purse breaks and it falls and lands on the concrete. And I was thinking, good Lord, what? What are the chances that my car would break and my purse would break at the exact same moment? And I was thinking, boy, once I get this car fixed and towed or uh, I ended up having to get a new battery. So triple I came, took it to a place. Wasn't a big deal. Thank goodness it was like during the day. I wasn't on my way to work. Um, But I was also thinking I better go home and stay home because, you know, if my purse breaks and my car breaks at the exact same moment, you know, I don't want to break a leg or something. There were uh, write-ups in the uh, right. log, and it, it, they were seen uh, saying uh, a mouse sighted in the back alley. Oh. So then uh, maintenance comes in and uh, signs check galley, no mouse. Yeah. So next trip again. Seen a mouse in the aft galley, and then of course they come and inspect, and they answer no, no mouse in back galley. So a third time again, we seen a mouse in the back galley. Please take care of this. It's a recur, it's recurrent. So they sign, they sign no mouse check and no mouse sighted in the back galley. So then somebody got really smart and put mouse. Three Pan Am Zero, <laughs> and then somebody got really smart and put mariachi ban on order. <laughs> I was in Nevis recently, and uh, I, 
I really do hate to drive on the left, but sometimes really the only way to see things is to get a car so you can stop whenever you want. You know, you have a freedom. So I only rented a car for the one day because it is super stressful. I mean, to me, it's super stressful just because of the muscle memory. You know, you're just so used to driving on the right and traffic circles and turning. Well, and in some places I've been, there's, they've still been American style cars. So the um, steering wheel is still on the left like ours is. But uh, the car that I rented in Nevis was British, UK. Anyway, the steering wheel was on the right, uh, which, which isn't that much trouble. Like it's not that much different except the turn signals. The turn signals are opposite of ours in the U.S. So every time I went to turn, and I'm already stressed out, you know, I'm already on guard, <laughs> making sure I'm not going to cause an accident because I'm on the wrong side of the road. So, and you know, I don't know where I'm going. So like I'd see a turn that I want to make. So I all of a sudden hit the turn signal, which I think is a turn signal. And there would be the windshield wipers. And I'd be like, crap, shoot, ah. Because <laughs> the last thing you need is to be, distracted with constantly having your windshield wipers on. I mean, I can't tell you. And then I kept telling myself, no, the windshield wipers are over here and the turn signal's over here. You got to remember it. And then again, I'd be driving and I don't know where I am. And I'd be like, oh, I want to turn. Oh, look, there's some monkeys. Oh, there's donkeys. <laughs> I'd turn on the turn signal and i get that. And I'd be like, ah, it's the wipers. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye. Hey, kids, when you fly together, she'll tell you where she's been and tell you where she's going. You'll have some fun, so why not come along? Belts are fastened for takeoff and the signal is strong. Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. Betty and the Jets. Oh, she's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen.